0: Everyone, we are back. Episode thirteen of Tea Time with Robin, and guess who I have here—the
1: one and only. Ooh, ooh. One and Robin. only. <laughs> hey! Oh, Hi. I'm feeling it today, and I just want to say thank you again, Tea. Oh no! All that, yes, all that you do—you're just awesome. And this is one of my favorite things I get to do all week. I look forward to this. Me too. And guys, I
0: love talking with you. You know that.
1: I really think we got some mojo. Yeah, we do. And I'm also feeling it, folks. You know, episode 13, I'm getting a little less nervous about doing this kind of stuff because, you know, I'm old and this is like- You're old. nervous? Get out of here. It used to be. Okay. I'm getting I'm getting more comfortable now. So watch out. You better you better watch it. Better. Well, I think I think Robin's a little
0: spicy today. If you haven't seen her Twitter, um, she was tweeting out earlier that she she has she has to get something off of her. So gotcha. let's just start because we got some topics. Sometimes topics just write themselves.
1: They <laughs> do, but I I want to back up if I can for just uh-huh. one, one moment, just one Absolutely. moment. There's there's something that I do want to say on a serious note. Yep. Um, as we begin this broadcast, we just found out the firefighter's name in Buffalo who lost his life, Yes, Jason Arno, 37 years old from engine number two. Mm -hmm. And I just want to honor his family, his friends, and everyone that knew Jason. And everyone that knew him and his family are in our thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I I just wanted to start off with that because I think it's very important to recognize right away, right up front Mm -hmm. what people do on a day-to-day basis that we don't think about in terms of, oh, you don't think about going to work and losing your life. Right. Well, This is something that's real, real for them every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, my thoughts and prayers.
0: Yes, thoughts and prayers to that young man. Oh, yeah. And I mean, how do you switch over? But you know,
1: okay, I'll do it. Okay, go ahead. Because I think that you you have some really good thoughts to share about this. But honestly, we've all been talking about the defense. And what's going to happen with this defense? How is it going to change? We've got pieces that are are maybe going. Edmonds, Poyer, our defense, the personality, what it was, isn't anymore. This This is a defense that's in flux. And this was before we found out about the news that Leslie Frazier was taking, I guess young people call it the equivalent of a gap year, Right, I don't know what else to call it, but... A step healthy. down, step
0: away, back up. I mean...
1: I'm good with it. I'm yes. so, so good with as it. As long as he is healthy,
0: yes, I'm good with it,
1: yes. right? Right. Whatever reason, and yeah. it's not our business to know, yep. but whatever reason Leslie Frazier decided to do this, bless him. And I also want to say about him he's an important person to pay attention to because he's a leader in a way that you don't see very much today in terms of he's a quiet leader.
0: You know what?
1: Quiet man.
0: Everyone that
1: speaks about Leslie Frazier,
0: they don't necessarily talk about football. Right. With him. Right. They talk about his leadership, how like, I just a 19 year old coming to the Buffalo Bills mm. and he spoke about Leslie Frazier as a man a man amongst men who are who just you know showed leadership showed how to be respectful you know all of those tools and traits right they don't speak about Leslie Fraser as a football coach. They speak about him as a man, which is so and that's what I think is gonna be more missed than anything. Absolutely. Because you could teach all that. Mm-hmm. But Leslie Fraser as a man, I, I think they're gonna miss him. They're the gonna miss him.
1: Yes. Yeah. The connection that he has with his players is is unsurpassed. Mm-hmm. And there's so much there's so much more to him as a mm-hmm. human being and i think he's a deeply spiritual person who is kind hearted these are the things that i've observed about him right. over the time that that he's been in buffalo and he will he will definitely be missed but that leads into what you and i were talking about before we started this broadcast and that is something I said actually last week before we found out the news about Leslie Frazier. You'll remember we were talking about the defense and I said, we have to think out of the box because guess what, there might be a scheme change.
0: You did say that last week. And well, if you didn't know, uh, go, go check out the, late, the the last episode. She spoke so, about it, she did.
1: And now we know there's probably going to be a scheme change. Okay. And it may even be part of why Leslie Frazier is taking a gap year. I mean, we don't know, right. but the four two five may be evolving, and I think that brings in a whole. Like I said last week, it brings in a whole different dynamic in terms of what is going to happen with this defense.
0: Yeah, is Tremaine yeah. coming back? Who's stepping into the Mike um, linebacker um, position? What's going on with uh Bedford? Is he playing safety? I mean, there was different stories at the combine where they were saying Bean was saying he can play safety. We, you know, we've seen that he can play safety. Sean McDermott said we're going to start him off as a cornerback. Um, So, I mean, there is some. Um, I, I don't. I w- I wouldn't say there's some um, um conflicting or you know. I just don't think they want to give people their hand
1: for sure. You know what I'm saying? So completely. And it makes sense because Mm -hmm. if there is going to be a scheme change, you definitely don't want to show your hand, Mm -hmm. especially now because they have to be very careful what they say. Absolutely. Because the draft is coming up. And if there was ever, and I'll just say this straight up, because this is the first thing I thought about when I looked at our topics for the week. I don't know. It's been a long time since there's been a year where the Bills have got to really seriously consider what kind of middle linebacker do you want and mm-hmm. what kind of defense you're going to have. Right. Because there's different kind of you know middle linebackers and Luke Keekley, for example, is not mm-hmm. the same kind of linebacker as as Tremaine Edmonds. Right. Does that mean that Tremaine Edmonds isn't as good? No, it just means Tremaine was different. Of course, I'm not putting him in the same category as Luke Keekley. Right, right, right. But my point. Yeah. And so what we have here now is a situation where I don't know that I, we've ever been as confused, is probably not the right word, but. I don't know what to think about this defense because mm-hmm. if they completely change the scheme. It may be completely different players that they want to bring in and look at.
0: It's just all the uncertainty going into the off season that we spoke about not feeling, <clears throat> excuse me, confident for lack of a better word, not feeling like normal going into the off season and going into the next season. It's just like we had, all right, we got Josh Allen. We got, blah, 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 we got our pieces. And going into this draft, we really don't need me. Need much now. You're going into the drafts saying we need to get our line straight, we need to get weapons for Josh, we may need to get a, a linebacker, we may need to get a safety. Um, there, there's positions now that we need to get, and I'm pretty sure they know this and they're never gonna sh- tell us what they need, like priority number one. Um, but yes, yeah,
1: what, what you need is like, okay. You don't create the scheme before you have the people. You might have an idea of what scheme you want. For example, and this is a discussion that I always love to get into. You like the four, three, where you have three linebackers, or do you like two linebackers and that slot corner? Right. Like Taryn Johnson. And though I love the slot corner position, I think that there's something to be said for having a third linebacker, particularly when you're dealing with tight ends like Travis Kelsey, Mm -hmm. because you need bigger bodies to be able to get on Travis Kelsey. And and let's face it, we've talked about this. It's all about trying to get by Kansas city. Got to do it. Yeah. And, and, And
0: so backing up a little bit of that, um, They said that it came out that he informed the team about a week ago that he was going to take a gap year. (laughs) We're going to call it a gap year. Um, And then going into the combine, knowing, us not knowing, but then them already knowing that Leslie Frazier is going to not be the defensive coordinator for the Bills this year, this upcoming season. So I posed a question before I knew about Leslie Frazier stepping down. I had said, well, how much pressure would Sean Bean and Leslie, Leslie Fraser be in this, this season, this upcoming season? Now we're taking Leslie out. How much pressure now is it for Sean? Because if he doesn't pick someone behind Leslie Frazier, which I think it will be internal if they do, I don't think, I don't think there's no one out there right now, and that's kind of, that's my other gripe. I guess if I had a gripe, is like that you guys waited for so long to pick to say that he's going to be gone to where there's no one out there. But again, they normally um, within they do within they uh, promote within. So how much pressure do you think it's up is on Leslie? Um, I'm sorry, on Sean McDermott and uh, Brandon Bean?
1: A lot this year. This is the window starting to close in terms of Super Bowl Mm -hmm. before you have to completely tear down and, and rebuild from the studs. Although I would argue that this rebuild this year may be more significant than we've seen since they first started putting things together because they have an offensive line that they really need to deal with, especially in the interior of the offensive line, uh, because Tommy Doyle's coming back, so hopefully he can materialize into something. Right. But, and we've talked about this before, in terms of draft picks have to start producing, you know, on the fly. There are many things about this defense that will change depending on whether or not Edmund stays or goes, I think that's going to be a big factor in. I'm not sure. I think you're right about there will be an internal promotion, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mr. Holcomb, L. Holcomb was hired and he has been a former defensive ass- coordinator.
0: He was assistant. He was named assistant, right? Defensive coordinator here.
1: And he's, yes. And he's which means he can just move into that position for the gap year and and go from there. But he also, as I understand it, was a position coach on the defense of Sean McDermott's Uh, when he he was coaching for Carolina. That intrigues me because there's already an established relationship. Uh My guess is, and I wonder about this, who's going to call the plays on defense, do you suppose? I know. It could be Mr. Sean himself. But when he was asked that question
0: um, at the combine, he was saying he doesn't want to spread himself too thin by doing that. you know, hmm. yeah, I, again, you don't want to give them any. I don't want to show you my, my hand. So I'm just going to say, I don't want to spread myself too thin.
1: Yeah, and I wonder I, – I I think – I didn't hear that about yeah. the, that interview from the Combine, so that's interesting. But I also think that no matter who calls the plays on defense, it's going to be Sean McDermott's defense. Oh, no, yeah, for you sure. Know, it's not going to be Leslie Frazier's defense in any in any way, shape, or form. Not that it even was before, but I do think that there there was – I don't want to say discord because that would be too strong. Mm-hmm. But at times, you can recall that McDermott took over calling plays a couple of times when he mm-hmm. was unhappy during games. So I think I think that there is a reasonable chance that McDermott will be involved deeply. And, and you know,
0: you don't it, you don't want the um, Eric enemy thing situation because. Yeah. It's always, is he calling the plays or is it um Andy Reid calling the plays? You don't you don't want that. And and just maybe because everybody reads nowadays. I'm not saying Frazier is reading the comments and just like, you know, I just gotta just step back. I I'm not saying that. But at some point you're just like, I maybe I just need to take a I need to take a breather. Yeah. I need to take a
1: breather. <laughs> yes.
0: You know, and we don't really technically know what's going on. We don't. It just it, it looks a certain way and we just don't know what it is. We're speculating. That's it. But I mean, like you said, and we both said that internal may be just it. They got John Butler over there. They got ba- Bobby ba- badge Babich. Uh, Babich yeah.
1: over there as well. So it, they can yes. do a fine job. They've got they've got they've got a significant amount of talent. Coaching ah, on, so. on that side of the ball, they do on on offense as well. Mm-hmm. Although Ken Dorsey is still kind of young at in, in, in his position and calling right. plays and that sort of thing, but absolutely, I, I've never—I I don't want to say never—but it's been a long time since I think our scheme has been so up in the air in terms of what what is this defense going to look like? Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue.
0: Yeah, I. I, that's just for me. It's just another concern. Just, to, just to be blunt, it's another concern. is off season that we have to struggle with because we don't know. I don't know if the if the defensive um, philosophy will change. You know, we don't we don't know how they're going to attack it. If they're going to be an attack defense or they're not, because I don't. We're we're not an attack defense where Ben don't break.
1: I want to be more of an attack defense. And that may be coming. I hope so. (laughs) I miss the Schwartz defense. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When he went to Cleveland, I was a little bit disappointed, but I also kind of understand it's probably a turf issue. Mm -hmm. Because McDermott's a defensive minded guy. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens, you know, on offense, if they're an offensive coach and that's their background, and right, like, right. Coach, they often call plays themselves, that sort of thing. So I, I get that with McDermott. And I also get why he is who he is as far as he has a vision that is like this and he doesn't deviate from mm-hmm. it. If you, Listen to the stories about his personal life. He's so disciplined, even to this day. He's like, I think he could do a throwdown and wrestle with anybody. Right, right at this point, and he's like forty-seven years old, so he's very, very disciplined. And I think in his mind, he sees his his vision for the defense, and I think that's where this defense will evolve. But again, it's like the chicken and the egg. Okay. You, do you look for players that fit a particular scheme or do you try to get the best players and then try to work into a scheme that works best for the players that you have?
0: Absolutely. That, and that's going to be, that's why this draft to me, I am going to be so in
1: Yeah. because it's
0: going to tell you a lot about maybe who's calling the plays or how are they going to run their defense? Like, If Tremaine is coming back, is Jordan Poyer? I mean, Jordan Poyer basically just went on his podcast and put it out there.
1: Yeah. You know? Gone. The comments well, that he's made about, you know, taking half of his money and states that, tax him, that sort of thing suggests that he's very interested in either going to Texas or Florida, most yeah. likely Florida. because and You know, he could be
0: going to the Jags and not so much to Miami, but wherever you're going, you're not in Buffalo. And okay. it, it, it's, 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 listen, it's uh, for all case purposes, it's, it, this is a business. Yes, We love these guys. We do. But the bottom line is if you don't fit into what these, what okay. these, general managers and head coaches are seeing, then you just don't fit. And that's when the business come into play. And that's where some kind of some disrespect comes into it. Right. You know, it, and it's, it's, uh, it's just nasty. You know, this why I try not to love on guys too hard when it comes to players, because at any moment you can go at any moment.
1: Yeah. It, for those of us that are old, we remember a lot about the pre free agency days and it was different Mm -hmm. because players, when they were drafted, they stayed where they were drafted. Right. And unless the, you know, they could get released or traded or, or whatever, but it's, it's different in in free agency and you're right. I learned a long time ago not to fall too far in love with specific players. Although, I just love them anyway.
0: No, definitely. I love Devin Singletary, but I know in the back of my mind, he may not be here. Right. He may not be here. I love the way he runs. I love the way he cuts. I love that you he, he can, he can make a person miss with just doing a little juke move, but also too, I know the bottom line is this is a business. Yes. And, and it's two type of people, players, and I've never played football, but I've played um, sports. Um, not for money, but you either, you love it and you're, you're going after it because you want that trophy and you love this game or you just say for it, for the money. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is, and you take it as a business, mm-hmm. you know?
1: So mm-hmm. yeah. And the problem comes in when the business coincides, you know, conflicts mm-hmm. with, the, with the money Yes. because that's where we're at. Like, with Tremaine, for example. Right. I feel strongly that he loves the Bills and I would do too. Love to stay. But are they going to disrespect him
0: with the money? You know what I'm saying? I do. Because where does he think he fits and where does the Bills think that he fits? Now, if you come to the table with this amount of money, he's going to feel disrespected.
1: Absolutely. Which is why I believe. Bean took the approach with him that he has with some other players, which is to say, go look at free agency, Mm -hmm. go set a price for yourself, and then let's see if we can find some way to work around. Well, he said that with all of them, too, right? Basically, he does, but I think he emphasizes it more. It's like with Milano, yeah, Milano was like, nope, I'm fine. you know, I don't need to do, don't need to do that, which was great. And I didn't realize, and I just heard this, that Milano's contract expires after 2024. So we have oh, to really, that, yeah, we have to oh think about him uh, <laughs> you know, too. And he's going to, I know, he's going to be 31 <laughs> years old and I'm like, no. Well, Milano's going to be 31? When, when, by the time he gets his next contract, he'll be 31. Really? So, I didn't. So Why did I to- thought Milana was like twenty no. five? No, I know. Oh my god, they go, they, they go fast. It you know, time just Jeez. goes it gets old. It just gets worse. Trust okay. me. Okay, alrighty. <laughs> Alright. All um, right. on to more happy topics.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I know this is early, but I really want to know this from you. What are some realistic goals for the Bills this upcoming season? Like I said, I know it's early, but
1: OK. Do you have any? Yeah. But first, I want to ask you, what do you mean by like realistic goals? Um, Staying healthy, like, like,
0: like basic stuff, staying healthy. You can see them um, winning the division
1: again, like some realistic goals. Gotcha. Well, the one I wrote down is retooling the offensive line. That's a realistic goal that I think needs to take place somehow, either through the draft and, or, and I think it'll be a combination of both Mm -hmm. Free agency The offensive line has got to be retooled. Can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am.
0: Would you be upset if they went from for a O-line
1: in their first pick? No. Okay. I would not at all. In fact, if they, if someone fell to them, You know, it's got to be best player available, Mm -hmm. but if it, and and I've heard some rumors that there is possibility, depending on how players fall in this draft, we could end up with an offensive lineman that could fall to us. That would be a real value. And if that's ready
0: to play, please yes, at
1: 27, you should be ready to play. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. And I believe that's that's critically important. What you're saying needs to be emphasized is ready to play because yeah. the first round picks, the second round picks, and maybe some of your third round picks ought to be able to at least battle for a starting position. Right, right. And that has not been the case with some of our draft picks recently.
0: And we talked about it off mic, how we feel about, and we're gonna. I, I want to do an episode speaking about our uh, our draft picks and how. And I don't know if I said it here because we were talking and I was like, let's start. Uh, hmm. How now? <laughs> how these draft picks of last year? We 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 thought that Eglum can come in and play immediately. We thought James Cook could back Devin up immediately we knew we're we know they're rookies and we know there's a big jump from college to the NFL we understand that but i know i get frustrated as a bills um fan watching other teams first round second round players get in there and just jump to where i don't want to say coddling but we sometimes it's okay you can get, no get in there and play you know what i mean so I do.
1: Yeah. I do and there is that balance of course between putting a player in before they're ready mm-hmm. to play so to speak but if you have the right support system in place you should be able to do that now you don't want to do that with two or three players you want to you want to have some balance there in terms of free agency right. bring in you know bring in some experienced players as well but there's so much work that has to be done both on the offensive line and the defensive line in terms of reconfiguration. So realistic goals. I'm focusing more on the offensive line this year, mostly because I think there's still talent that they can put together on the defensive line and do okay, Mm -hmm. no matter what they do, but the offensive line, they got to fix it. Yeah, They have to answer the question of who is going to follow Mitch Morse because Mitch Morse is not going to be able to play a whole lot longer, and we need uh-huh. his replacement, at least in playing a guard position, for example, until they can move over to center. But we need that to happen this Isn't year.
0: Ryan, can Ryan Bates play center?
1: Can Ryan Bates play the majority yeah. of the line? Right? He Yeah. Actually, I think he can play all positions. But – internally for sure. And he may be the answer. He might be. I think he hopes that he is the answer. Right. I don't know that he is or he isn't. I right. just know that the whoever the successor is to Mitch Morris needs to be in the process. Right. No, at for this sure. Point. Because okay. that's, it's so important. That relationship between the center and the quarterback. Absolutely. It's, it's absolutely critical. Well, we've
0: seen it. We've seen it in the Minnesota game. <laughs> Sorry to keep bringing that up. That was a game you went to.
1: Never really. I'm sorry. It wasn't because you were there. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Not to cut you off. Go, go ahead.
1: No. And and the other thing I'm going to, I wrote down here in terms of realistic goals. It's something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on in this combine is looking at linebackers, linebackers, linebackers. What do they look like? Are they big and tall and rangy like Edmonds? Are they short and stockier and more like Khalil Mack? You right. know what? What kind of middle linebackers are are out there in the combine? And my realistic goal is that they find the answer to this question. We will find out if they draft a middle linebacker fairly high. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. It depends on on value we will see what the priorities are, as you said earlier. Right. We'll see what their plan is.
0: It's definitely going to be interesting.
1: Yes. In the middle linebacker position, you know, as the quarterback of the defense, they set the personality Mm -hmm. of the defense very often. And Edmonds, even though Edmonds has always been a quiet person, Per se when you hear him talk, he's not gregarious, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of a serious dude. I think his leadership is there, it's it's done in a quiet manner, kind of like mm-hmm. Leslie Frazier. Yes, and you got to respect Edmonds because he came in at 19 years old and taken over a defense. Instantly the Being the one mic.
0: Yes. At 19.
1: Yes, amazing. So- Absolutely, an amazing. Shaman Derman
0: said, "You can't replace a, a Shaman, I mean, you can't replace a Tremaine Edmonds." And I said, "Well, get the contract out there so he can sign it."
1: Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, it can happen. But again, this is something that uh, I'll I'll plug Greg from Cover One again, because he is the cap man. If okay. you want to know anything, Greg Thompson from co- from Cover One, he's the guy that that writes all the articles and and tweets a lot about cap people have cap questions mm-hmm. he he's like the capologist of all capologists right um but they're going to have to do a lot of juggling there to make to make it work there's going to be contracts that have to be re- restructured probably at least two maybe three or four i know we'll josh is going to be restructured for yeah. sure
0: yeah. and that that'll put you under the cap already once oh, you restructure like him check. yeah yeah that's that's okay. one that you could just get your money right now right? you know so yeah I mean I I, I um I forgot who I was listening to I don't think it was Greg, or maybe it was because he was on um um locked on bills maybe it was and they were talking about restructuring and um some contracts and they they brought up Josh Allen and they brought up um was it white or was it white last year
1: they could do Tredavious. they could do, I've heard uh others that are doable might be Stefan Diggs. Yes. And so and so this is and even though, hide. Right, right. Um, I, I
0: you know, I, I don't know much when it comes to restructure and stuff like that in, in in contracts, but the one guy had said, I don't even know what I was listening to. Maybe it wasn't a space. Um well, if, if Stefan Diggs wanna wants to be traded, they can do it. And I was like, I'm listening and I'm saying to myself, do you know how much of a dead cap that would be? If they would trade Stefan Diggs, they would put themselves back in hell again before um uh, Brandon Bean came. That's where they were. Why would they do that?
1: Because someone's unhappy at the end of the season. I don't see I don't see that as a possibility either. Because that that is precisely why they were hired <laughs> in the first place. Right. <laughs> so right. Nobody was, wants to get back into that. And that hell. Cap hell is different. You know, if you have dead cap space, that's you know, that's cap hell. Yeah. Taking the hit that they took on Marcel Darius's contract. Oh, that was hell. Because he just signed a contract. Yeah. It was like hold your nose, understand that this next season is going to be hell. And it's just whatever. Just play guys. We're here.
0: We're just play, just play for peanuts right now today. Okay. For this whole season. That was hell because he got his money and it just, and that's what
1: I say. There's two type of type of players. Right. Right. And one would think that at the level that, these folks are at that you would be able to ascertain that player isn't really motivated much by anything other than dollar bills. Yep. It's not that hard to discern that. And I think sometimes coaches, owners, etc. become too enamored with someone's physical traits. It's like, oh my God, he's a beast, you know, blah 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 blah. If he doesn't have the right personality and he's in it for the money and nothing else, you're Mario Williams, another
0: good example. Yeah. So, you know, I can go down the line when it comes to players and their motivations. Um, But I have nothing else unless you do like, you want to plug something
1: or another question,
0: another topic.
1: No, because (laughs) the only thing I have to say to you is this was more fun than ever. Yes. And I love our, I love our time together. I will say up on our Buffalo fan base blog, we have a new contributor and that's Ed Kilgore. I, I wanted to tell Ed? you,
0: congratulations.
1: Do you remember Ed?
0: I do. We talked about a last episode and you said you were going to, you know, speak to women. Well, I'm glad that that followed you followed through and everything went well. That's mad.
1: We're very grateful to have Ed because he, has so many stories to tell and share about his 40 years of experience as a, as an anchor in Buffalo, that just in and of itself blows my mind Four decades. Is he doing a pod? A podcast too? He's going to, we're working on trying, justice is trying to help him um, get something set up and, and we hope to do that. But also on the on the blog, before before I forget, Dean Kindig, our draft guru. Yep. Yes, Dean. Dean. Dean is at it again. He's got more <laughs> elimination games up there. And then this week he did something. You'll love this. It's a mockumentary.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. I got to read it.
1: You got to read it. It's hilarious. He's in this position as Brandon, (laughs) you know, guardian angel and goes through the whole draft with who he thinks that, that Brandon Bean might pick. It's loads of fun and so informative. If you need anything to get prepped up for the draft, Dean's. I would,
0: you know what? I would love to see, watch the draft with him. Yes. I would love to just sit and just watch the draft with him to see, if any of his picks go to the Bills or, you know what I mean? It would be great. Yeah. He, you
1: know, he's very, he's very accurate. And sometimes the draft just doesn't fall mm-hmm. the way that you think it's going to. And and sometimes it does. Uh, I had the pleasure of sitting with him a couple of times for camp, training camp. Oh, cool. And it was like sitting next to someone who gave you complete, Education, the whole yeah. thing there. Oh, it was it, it was unbelievable. Dean is just a terrific guy.
0: I love that. I love being in rooms with people that you know are just top on their game and give you pour into you. That, that's just
1: they, they love to be able to share their knowledge yes. and, and and not just keep it. Like yes. what
0: does that do for you? Yeah, like you know, spread yes. that love, spread that knowledge.
1: Come, yes. on. Come on, <laughs> hey. so. Yes, I'm just done, but I want to say thank you, and I'm grateful for you. I'm and I'm grateful
0: for you, and I'm grateful for us doing this every Thursday, which would drop on Fridays, but every Thursday to do this because this just this so is my, all it's fun. It's fun, and we just started. It's thirteen. It's I know. 13. we got a ways to go, and we game. do. we do. and we we really didn't speak about games because we did this. I think we did it like two games from the last season or something like that so we have a lot to talk about and discuss season that's off
1: the rails
0: oh yeah for sure for (laughs) sure well we thank you guys for listening um it's always a pleasure when me and robin discuss our our team in football so thank you guys for listening this is tea time with tip oh my god take two This is Tea Time with Robin. Thank you, guys. One love, peace, and always,
1: go Bills. Bills. You have been listening to Tea Time with Robin. Go Bills.